This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So obviously at noon sharp on Saturday, the the spotlight's going to zero in on Justin Fields because we know he's going to play and we know he's going to play early and we don't know how much he's going to play. A year ago, it was 57 snaps in the preseason. He played three series in the opener, one in the second game, and then pretty much the entire first half in Cleveland to close out the preseason. And so so you're looking at, you know, maybe five dozen snaps that he's going to get in the preseason of 2023. Luke talked today about some of uh, the decision-making that went into, okay, are we going to play Justin? How much are we going to play Justin? What are we looking to get out of this? Here's what he had to say on that topic. I think it just kind of falls back into the the chemistry thing, right? Getting that that group kind of for the first time and – uh, having that experience for the first time. I mean, we just talked about Darnell, just to put him in a uniform, get up, hear the cadence, hear the huddle call, hear cadence. All that stuff is invaluable. So let's go get a crack at it. Um, and um, it'll be good to to just kind of get things started off the right way. One thing I really appreciate about this coaching staff is they don't take the little things for granted and the understanding that look like this isn't just about Justin Fields. We've got a rookie right tackle that we're trying to get used to a lot of different things. And so it will help him to be out on the field with as many uh, of his his first unit teammates as, as possible. It'll help him to, to hear the huddle calls. It'll help him to hear some of the cadences. And so um, it'll be fascinating to see how that goes with Justin. I think like you just you just want to get a feel that there's progress made, that, they're, they're, that the rhythm and timing that they've talked about all offseason shows up when there's a live pass rush with, with opponents that don't care about your health and safety. <laughs> you know, they're not pulling up when they get two feet from you. They're trying to, to put you on the ground so that they can make a difference for their team and for the, themselves individually. So it'll be interesting to see kind of just how that looks in obviously a very small snapshot on Saturday at Soldier Field. Yes, I, I am looking forward to it too. And with Fields, he's he's garnered – rock star attention yes. maybe without rock star accomplishment he he has garnered that people are interested in what what thing is he come back with like when we're talking about old school chicago bull stuff every season hey what did jordan come back with oh he, he came back with a three-point shot this year oh he came back with a baseline turnaround shot this year people are wondering what is it that justin fields is going to come back with is he going to be more precise and and is he going to be a pass first, but I'm still a dangerous run weapon second? Or has the offense moved to a place where that's they can draw more stuff in that puts his athleticism on display? We were listening to um, Michael Vick who was on with Colin Cowherd and he was talking about how it wasn't until a little bit later on in, in his career that Vic said that he under, he finally understood that you can't anticipate run. You can't anticipate play is doomed. I have to run. You need to watch it play out and watch the progressions happen. And then if while in the pocket and going one's gone, two's gone, I can't make the throw to three, then you go. Aaron Rodgers made mention of it on Hard Knocks this week where he was talking to to Zach Wilson and he was saying, you know, you you, you do a double hitch 
it's too late. Right. Like you got to go or the ball's got to be out. And those are all things that as we continue to watch Justin Fields that I'm curious about, has his internal clock <laughs> sped up when he's in the pocket? Because that's what I think is going to make him successful. You're not the only person curious about that. The general manager of the Chicago Bears is curious about that. He wants to know in 2023, what does this look like now that I've given him an upgraded offensive line, now that I've given him some playmaking weapons? What does this look like in terms of his ability to play from the pocket, his ability to increase his processing speed, his ability to know when to run and when to throw a check down that gets you, you know, maybe less big picture potential yardage, but still gets the chains moving and keeps the, the, the energy tank and the fuel tank where it needs to be. The ability to get even... 12 plays, eight plays, whatever it is on Saturday, gives you a chance to go back on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday in the film room and teach off of it and say, look, like, you know, I know we've been repping this in camp, but now you've got a, a live rush coming at you and this is where you broke down or this is where you succeeded. This is where you excelled, climb that pocket and, and, and hit a throw here. And so I think when I talk about this coaching staff being very, very um, appropriately appreciative of every single moment they have to teach and develop. This is what I mean, because they, they don't take for granted the idea that, oh, yeah, it's nine plays. What are you going to get out of it? What happens if it gets hurt? It's, it's, this is nine plays that we can dial in on in the lab and teach off of and help this quarterback who's always thirsting for knowledge and th thirsting for developmental uh, instruction to, 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 to jump on the horse with us and, and, and ride through. I really want to see him succeed. I, I don't know if I've invested in a Bears player like this since I was at the end of like my tenure covering the team. Um, even with Jay Cutler, like there was, you wanted him to do well, but there was still like a wall. It, <laughs> it, feels, it feels like it, it with Justin, he's a little bit more, um, what's the right word? Accessible. <laughs> likeable. Now, he's, not, he's definitely, he's clearly more likable, uh, but, but he seems to be more accessible. And I think that he, he could have such a great relationship with this city. No doubt. And you've already seen like bits and pieces of it. Now, now it has to, that affection that people have for him, the plays got to start to match it. And we've seen some of the incredible runs and even honestly, some of the incredible throws that he made last year. There were a bunch of throws that Justin Fields made that went through guys' hands. Guys are losing them in the lights in your home stadium, like all sorts of weird stuff is going on. But you want to see him match that affection that he's getting from Bears fans with play. Because I feel like Bears fans have been like, no, 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 you don't understand. This guy is going to be the guy, but they need some more evidence to back up their claims on it. It's consistency, right? And it's productivity and it's success. And it's it's all those things that, that come together to define a starting quarterback. And it's what separates the, you know, the top tier guys from a tier three guy. We've talked on this podcast before about the Mike Sando tiers, you know, 50 people around the league who have put Justin outside the top 20 because they're curious and they want to see more before they validate him as one of the league's stars because there isn't enough proven evidence on game days in the season that tells you, yep, can't miss absolute surefire escalator up to the top tier. And so now this is the opportunity to start climbing those stairs. And Saturday is just a step in that process that, again, that they will embrace and they'll take advantage of. The other thing I wanted to talk about with the preseason, and it goes back to kind of our first thoughts on this, is the idea that for, for 
10 guys in the draft class and 10 undrafted rookies and a handful of others. This will be the first time they ever step foot on an NFL football field. And there's a, a combination of energy and anxiety that comes with that that's sure. unmatchable. And I wrote a column for the Chicago Tribune that we'll, we'll publish on uh, Thursday night that, that talks a little bit about that feeling. And so uh, before we get into Tyler Scott, who's one of the rookies here in this draft class, who's very eloquent and able to describe what he's feeling going into his first NFL game, had a chance to ask a couple of other guys about what they remember. TJ Edwards comes in the league in 2019 as an undrafted rookie, right? He's fighting for a roster spot in Philly. He knows he's got to contribute on, on special teams. He knows he's got to try to figure out a way to become a, a defensive backup. And he says in, in one of his first preseason games against the Ravens, he remembers going down on punt team and being engaged with Matthew Judon. Then with the Ravens, he said, he said, guy, dude, held me down the field the entire way. We got to the end and he flung me to the ground and I got up and was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. You know, this is different, man. You know, and, and, and so it's that feeling of, of, all that self-belief you have, all that validation to get to this level. And then you have a moment in your first game where you're like, holy crap, this is like faster and more intense and more pressure packed than I thought. And here I am, an undrafted guy, just trying to fight for a job. To his credit, here we are four years later, and he's got a $19.5 million contract with the Bears to be a starter on this defense. P.J. Walker, even bigger underdog story, coming out of Temple as an undrafted rookie in, in 2017, and he goes into to the Lucas Oil Stadium to play the Lions in his first preseason game. He said it was like the first time that I, it didn't feel like I was playing football as a kid anymore. There's just mm-hmm. so, so much nerves and so much jitteriness to it, and you're seeing – you know, full speed NFL defense. And, and you're like, man, like this is, this is something else. And so it's never to be taken for granted that for a lot of these guys who are doing this for the first time, there's going to be that element of, um, I guess, competitive tension and nervousness and excitement that you all have to, you just have to figure out a way to find the right calibration and balance through it all. When we're talking about all the rookies who come into the NFL, most of those guys have never really tasted failure, right? They've been the star of their town, probably their county, maybe even their state. They've been that person. They've been in a winning program, you know, whatever it is, even if we're talking about like winning the Mountain West or whatever, like they played winning football. And then even in camp, because you're you're going 80 percent, you know, you're not tackling to the ground. There isn't the same animosity. Right. That goes on inside of an actual NFL game. And then you get to the, hey, man, I'm trying to eat phase. <laughs> you know, I'm a guy that's trying to make the bottom of this roster in, in Nashville. And so I'm not here to help you up. I am not here to, to allow you to, to get off the line of scrimmage. I am here to bust your face open <laughs> because I want to pop on film. I want the coaches to be like, that guy needs to be out there. So it is a rude. I'm, I'm so glad that you did this story because honestly, I think that people have it in the back of their mind. But when we continue to talk about the level of elite that, that we're discussing, it's part of the reason like why Justin Fields last year watching him was so amazing because you go, well, yeah, he's big, strong, and fast. He's running away from decorated NFL right. defenders now. Right. Like, there's a difference between the guy who's a backup linebacker at Iowa and running away from him 
versus running away from real dudes who made it. That's what's so special about it. And seeing these guys that have to fight these battles and, and you're going to have a wake up call. Yeah. Like you, you, that first time down on kickoff return, you're going to have a wake up call your first time across the middle. If you're a wide receiver or if you're a defender and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't realize how many times did we hear that last year with fields, right? How many times did we hear defenders go? I didn't realize he was so fast. You have to see it up close. When they did the whole thing for him um, on the NFL top 100, they the whole thing was defenders saying, we didn't realize he was so fast. He ran right by me. Right. And and, and it's coordinators saying that also. And yes. saying like, now how do we account for this? And, and, you know, like we go into this preseason game on, on Saturday and really the unspoken directive to all these guys is, is prove yourself. And Braxton Jones last year, you know, he's a day three draft pick. But through the spring, he had earned his way into to an inside track to a starting role. But he gets into that first preseason game and he feels that urge to prove himself. And his message this week, a year later, was you prove yourself by being assignment sound. You prove yourself by doing the right things. You prove yourself by not trying to do too much. Much easier said than done for a lot of these guys, because you want to prove yourself and, and that, that urgency and that, that eagerness gets you to play outside of yourself. And then you make a mistake rather than just being assignment sound and having something that the next morning looks super crisp on film and the coaches go, look at this, this dude did it the right way.